Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is May 23rd, 2022, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Now, today's episode, we're going to go over my top 14 picks in the draft. That's right, the lottery is picks 1 through 14 in the NBA draft. Uh, you know, the lottery picks came out last week, so everyone knows where everyone's picking now. So, I mean, what better time to give you my mock lottery right now? So let's get straight to it like there's nothing to it. And I might put in a bonus uh, 15th pick because I'll do the next 15 next episode. that make it evened out. We'll see. We'll see if we have enough time. But starting off, as you all know, the Orlando Magic have the first pick in the draft. And on the last episode, I went over my top four prospects before knowing the results of the lottery. And that's not going to change with my top pick. My top pick, I'm still going with Jabari Smith, the 6'10 forward from Auburn, 220 pounds. He averaged 17 points, 7.4 rebounds, two assists, one steal, and one block per game. And he shot 42% from three-point range. To me, he's pretty much the most perfect player in this draft. He was the SEC freshman of the year. He's super long. He's rangy athlete, just great athlete all in general. He can do it all. He can shoot the three. He's a silky smooth player. He can break you down and drive to the rack. He has a turnaround J. He can post up. He he has a routine textbook shot and form. I mean, he can shoot the three off the dribble or spotting up. Like I said, 42% from three from a player that's 6'10 is ridiculous. You know, he can play multiple positions. Uh, He's 6'10, but he doesn't look like he's 6'10 out there. You know, you think of a 6'10 guy, you're thinking of like damn near a center that, you know, just runs up the court like DeAndre Jordan or something. Like you don't expect a 6'10 guy to be out there shooting a three, dribbling between the legs, you know, shaking his defender spin move playing like a small forward, playing like Kevin Durant. You know, he's a versatile defender. He can guard multiple positions. Like I said, get blocks and steals without forcing it. Plays hard, very fun to watch. Um, You know, he's a franchise player, in my opinion. I'm hearing a lot of people say he's a secondary player on the team. He's not a star. Like, what are you watching? What are you watching? (laughs) I don't understand. I mean, this guy is... He reminds me of Kevin Durant. I mean, I can't say it more plain than that. And even if he's not Kevin Durant, having a player that's 6'10 that can do Kevin Durant-like things is never a bad thing. I don't care if you need another good player with him or not. I mean, look around at this game, the NBA. Nobody is winning the championship alone. You know, the Dallas Mavericks have Luka. He got him here. But right now they're down 0-3 as of tonight. Um, They just lost to the Warriors again. So people saying he's a secondary, like, I don't don't know what they're expecting in this draft. Like, there's no LeBron James in this draft, but there is a Jabari Smith, and I think he's well worth this number one spot in the draft. So congratulations, Magic, if you choose him. Uh -uh. For the second pick in the draft, that goes to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And as of now, they are lacking positions, I would say, in the power forward position and the center position, mainly. Now, for them, I do have them choosing Chet Holmgren, the power forward from Gonzaga, seven foot, under 200 pounds, 
He may be he may be hitting that two hundred pounds now. I'm sure he's eating as much as he can right now. By the time draft day comes, he'll probably be two twenty. But as of now, he's one ninety five. Last that I saw, he averaged fourteen points, ten rebounds, two assists, one steal, and three point seven blocks per game. He did have two turnovers a game, but uh, and thirty nine percent from three point range, and a huge wingspan. Now he can shoot a three. You know, everyone loves Chad Holmgren. A lot of people are saying he's the number one pick in the draft. If he's not going to the Magic, he's definitely going to the Thunder. I can easily see him falling in this draft if more stuff comes out in the combine that he's just not going to translate. His game's not going to translate. But we'll see. You know, everyone's very high on him. I'm I'm more skeptical. There are good things about him. There are ridiculous things about him. The fact that, you know, he can bring the ball up the court and lead the break, drive all the way to the rack is ridiculous. Will that translate to the NBA? There are better defenders. Every person on the court is a better defender than players he's played against in college. You're not going to be able to just dribble the ball down the court with Patrick Beverly on the court, you know, with Marcus Smart on the court, with, I mean, even Rudy Gobert, you know, if you get down there, you're going to have Rudy Gobert down there to defend you. So it's going to be things that you've seen that he could do in college. I'm not so sure he'll be able to do in the NBA. He might. We'll see. But he's a great outlet passer. I mean, really talented at that, finding the open spot, finding the open man. Uh, You know, he has soft touch. But in college, like I said, with the NBA translating, he just seemed so much bigger than everyone else as well. So that's not going to happen. I mean, even with the Magic, they have a really tall team. Uh, we, we, we'll see if Obama comes back. But if they draft Chet, you can pretty much guarantee he won't. But they also have Bo Bowl on the team, who Chet reminds me of. So do you want to give Bo Bowl a shot at playing? I think he's a free agent, though. or And, you know, go a different route or... You know, we'll see. But he was a defensive player of the year in the WCC. But in my opinion, he's a rich reward guy. But he could be an all-star or he could be a bench rider. We shall see. That three-point shooting is should help him no matter what. Those long arms, if he can get in position, should help him with the blocks. We shall see. Definitely going to have to gain some weight. <clears throat> but I hope, I hope it works out for him. His confidence is through the roof. You know, he was asked... Who will, who is the best player in the NBA? He said, myself in two months. So, okay, Chet, <laughs> we will see about that. He said something else um, newsworthy recently, too. I can't even remember right now, but he clearly has a lot of confidence in himself, and it's probably because he's been hearing a lot of negative things about himself, and he's being defensive, you know. But, you know, for the most part, Chet, everybody loves you, but I'm a little weary. But through more work with the combine and all that, we'll be more confident come draft day. For the third pick in the draft, the Houston Rockets, I have them selecting Paolo Bancaro, the 6'10 forward from Duke. He averaged 17 points, eight rebounds, three assists, one steal, and one assist with 2.4 turnovers per game. He did shoot 34% from three, has a seven-foot wingspan, and, you know, he's been compared to Blake Griffin when Blake Griffin was Blake Griffin. I see it a little bit. 
Uh, he's very talented. He can hit the J, has a nice fadeaway. <clears throat> he can handle the ball like a small forward, but he's strong and big like a power forward. He'll be able to play multiple positions uh, depending on the matchups. Uh, you know, he has a nice package of moves. He's just very big out there, but not too big. But, you know, he's not going to be smooth like Jabari Smith, which you just see and you just are in awe of. But he's big in a different way to where he can still dribble the ball to the rack like a guard, kind of. But he just looks bulkier out there. But he's still getting everything done. You know, you wish he would have done more uh, in the tournament. But, you know, Duke had a lot of good players. So it was hard for one person to just show out. But Paolo should be pretty good. He hits open threes. Um, to be able, He can go to the length of the court just like Chet. But uh, – more coordinated and faster. Um, but, you know, he's got the crossover. He was ACC freshman of the year, third-team All-American, really good rebounder. He should be a great fit for the Rockets. Um, and then, you know, they, but I also feel that they could go with point guard if they wanted to move on from Kevin Porter Jr. That's up to them. You know, they they have um, Jason Tate, Jason Tate at the three. They could stick with him. Or replace him. They have Kevin Porter Jr. They can stick with him or replace him with Ivy. So there's multiple options, but it looks like Paolo will probably be the third pick to the Rockets. <clears throat> For the fourth pick, the Sacramento Kings are on the block. Now they are very fortunate to have moved up. They were projected to have the seventh pick to get the fourth pick, but they're in a tricky spot because right now it gets into more of a shady territory for most people. In my opinion, Jaden Ivy. Is the second best player in this draft. But for the Kings, they have De'Aaron Fox. For the Kings, they have Davion Mitchell. For the Kings, they had Tyrese Halliburton and they traded him because they had Davion Mitchell. So will the Kings go with the best player on the board or try to make someone fit in a spot? In my opinion, they should take Jaden Ivey and that's who I have them selected. And this is even if they pick Jaden Ivey and trade him. So for this fourth spot, no matter whose spot it is, I have Jaden Ivey going there. Kings could trade down, or they could possibly trade Davion or De'Aaron Fox. But Jaden Ivey is a guy that I think is deserving of being a top four pick and not falling. You know, Jaden Suggs fell from expected to be fourth to fifth last year. It could happen with Ivey, but we will see. Ivey is a 6'4 point guard slash shooting guard. Average 17 points, five rebounds, three assists, one steal, 0.6 blocks, shot 36% from three. That's really good. His wingspan is around 6'8", really good. And in my opinion, he's literally John Morant. I mean, he has no fear when attacking the rim, always looking to attack, super athletic, and he's crafty at the rim too. You know, I don't really like his form on this shot, but he has a nice, nasty crossover. Nasty crossover. The handle is ridiculous, you know, and wait till you see this package of layups that he has. It's going to remind you of Kyrie Irving. You know, he's got quick hands on defense, makes some special passes. His first step is ridiculous. So if he plays point guard in the league, I mean, honestly, look out. If it's not John Morant, it's Russell Westbrook. <laughs> but, you know, okay, see Russell Westbrook. But, no, I love Jaden Ivey's game, and uh, this team seems to be the way the NBA is going. You're going to want a John Morant on your team. You know, you're going to want a young Russell Westbrook. You're going to want a young Derrick Rose. Who wouldn't want a player like that 
on their team. And look what the Grizzlies are doing. So this is a copycat league. John Morant's, uh, you know, success is definitely going to influence a team to pick Jaden Ivey, and they will not be wrong in doing so. Okay, so I went over my four prospects last episode. It was those four, but it was in a different order. So don't get it confused. This is not my best players, one, two, three, four. This is how I'm fitting these players with the teams in this mock draft because I still have Jaden Ivey second on my most talented board. But in this mock draft, I have them going forth because of team needs, because of the way the draft is falling, because OKC got the second pick, basically. Now, where you haven't seen my opinions, let's go to the fifth pick in the draft. The Detroit Pistons are on the clock. I have them selecting Shaden Sharp. He's not my fifth-ranked player, but that's who I have him <laughs> drafting. And, you know, he was working out in the combine, and then he stopped. People are assuming he has a promise so we will see but he's a 6-6 shooting guard from Kentucky he never really played at Kentucky you know he just I I still haven't heard why he sat out the whole year but why play when you're going to be a top five pick without playing so who knows but you know he's an incredible leaper nice handle nice pull up three he plays like a star you know like a really flashy uh, street ball player pretty much kind of like Jalen Green uh, that was drafted third last year for the Rockets uh, he loves the three-point shoot the three-point shot he's a great finisher at the rim probably the best dunker in this draft his step back threes you know he's he seems to be a typical shooting guard that gets points on a bad team you know plays flashy braggadocious he's a tiny bit skinny but you know he could be OJ Mayo, he could be Jalen Green. We will have to see. He also reminds me of a young J.R. Smith, very flashy with his dribble, could do everything, just needed some schooling. If J.R. Smith would have went to school, which he was thinking about going to Carolina, I think his career would have turned out better. I think he needed that coaching. But to go from straight out of high school where you're the man to the NBA, for J.R. Smith, I think it didn't allow him to develop as a player. And I think the same thing could happen to Shaden Sharp. It just depends on what team he goes to, honestly. And if he goes to the Pistons, he's going to have a good coach, Dwayne Casey, old school. That should help him out, coach him up the right way. But we will see. We don't know. Uh, it's all about his workouts, which who knows if he's going to do anymore, uh, on whether he'll be drafted fifth or he'll slide. We will see. So there's no tape of him in college, obviously, because he sat out. That's my concern. That's why I have him ranked eighth, I believe, in my big board, which I will do a pod on later this week. But we'll see. I mean, everyone seems to be loving him right now. So it's thoughts that the Kings might take him over Ivy. I think that would be a mistake. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. With the information I have right now, I think that'll be a mistake. But he could prove me wrong. With the sixth selection, I have the Pacers taking Keegan Murray. The 6'8 from Iowa, the sophomore, 20, um, he's 22 years old. But see, a lot of people go into the, the age of a prospect. I really could care less. I don't knock players for that. Maybe if it's an equal player, once 19, once 22, might as well take the 19-year-old. But for people to say he's 22, he's 23, he's old, he's 24, don't draft him. Like he's a top 10 pick, but he's 24, draft him in the second round. 
Like, what? 24 is still young. You still got 10 years of prime basketball, pretty much. Like, cut it out. And when you draft a player, most players are not staying on the team more than three or four years anyway. When that contract is up, they're going to another team anyway, whether it's because of lack of production or overproduction, or they just don't have money to pay you. So don't give me that age crap, okay? Keegan Murray, 22 years old, don't care at all. And that's that's still not 23 or 24. <clears throat> but I've seen people complain about 22 years old as being too old. That's ridiculous. But he averaged 23 and a half points, 8.7 rebounds, one and a half assists, 1.3 steals, and two blocks per game. And he shot 40% from three people. That is huge. You got to love that. And that's what's helping him be in my top six, to be honest with you. Because when I watched his tape, I didn't love it. I liked it. But, you know, you can't really deny 23 and a half points per game. But, you know, he shot 55% from the field, 40% from three. So, you know, he's a really good shooter. He's very effective in the paint. It's not pretty how he does it, but he scores. You know, he makes tough contested shots in the paint. His shot release could probably be quicker to, you know, really make it in the NBA. Um, but he can play in the post very well and in the perimeter, which is a great factor, you know, benefit to have. You know, he can drive to the rack. He just never really creates a lot of space for himself and is never really completely open. That's going to be key in the NBA because shots you can get off in college are going to be a little tougher to get off in the NBA. Players are quicker, bigger, stronger, faster. <clears throat> you know, he can hit the turnaround, Jay. It's not a great ball handler. But he can bring the ball up the court a little bit and do something with it. You know, make a play in transition. He's a good defensive player that can switch on the multiple positions. And in my opinion, he's a nice, safe draft pick. He's not going to change the trajectory of your team. But he's not going to be a bust at all. He's a guaranteed not a bust. Uh, you know, so. And when he gets co- some more coaching in the NBA, and then they're going to work on his post moves. And, you know, he could be a really good prospect. We will see. So the Pacers, Keegan Murray. Number seven, the Trailblazers. You know, Damian Lillard was at the draft lottery, disappointed that they did not get a top five pick. But, Dame, I will say, it's okay. All things are well. I have you guys getting Benedict Matherin. And in my opinion, he's a top five talent in this draft. He is a six, seven, four slash shooting guard. From Arizona, average 18 points, 5.6 rebounds, two and a half assists, one steal per game. And he shot 42% from three as a freshman, but 37% as a sophomore. Both numbers still great. He's probably somewhere in the middle, 39 or 40%. But I love this player. He's an incredible dunker, super athletic, super athletic, (laughs) can shoot with the best of them and drive at will. Great three-point shooter. His confidence is through the roof. He was a Pac-12 player of the year. It's, and, I mean, it's rare someone can dunk so amazing and shoot so well. His range is ridiculous. He's a clutch player. He can hit the floater, has a mid-range, ga- mid-range game and long-range game. <clears throat> he really can do it all. He's a great cutter, can shoot off of screens, pick and roll, pull-ups and spot-ups. I mean, he's kind of Dwayne Wade-like, but bigger. And in my opinion, he'll be a fan favorite. Very exciting to watch. Did you hear what I just said? A Dwayne Wade-like, but bigger. (laughs) 
I mean, he has great size at 6'7", and is a great finisher at the rim. I mean, doesn't that sound like a top five pick to you? I think so. Benedict Matherin from Arizona. You don't know him, get to know him very well. Love his game. Love his tape. I definitely would take him over Shaden Sharp if I was a team. So I would take him probably over Keegan Murray if I was a team. But if he falls to the Blazers, you got a good one, Portland. Now, for the eighth pick in the draft, it's a bit of a surprise. The Pelicans, I have them taking, drumroll please, maybe it's not a surprise, but Dyson Daniels, he is not my eighth-ranked player at all. He's more like 14, 13, 14. (laughs) But he is rising through the draft because of the combine. And just more deep dives into his tape. And like I said, this is a copycat lead. Dyson Daniels is six foot six. Some people are saying six foot eight. I haven't got the exact numbers yet, but the numbers I have are six foot six, foot six which is big enough. <laughs> he played with the G League Ignite. He averaged 11 points, six rebounds, 4.4 assists, two steals, 0.7 blocks, but he only shot 25% from three. But here's where it comes in that it's a copycat league. LaMelo Ball, incredible, which, you know, brought in Josh Giddy to be drafted so high because they said, hey, LaMelo work. Let's get Josh Giddy. He's similar. Now, bring in Dyson Daniels. Let's move him up. He's more important now because did you see what Josh Giddy did? Did you see what LaMelo did? Dyson Daniels is in that same range. You know, he's a child of LaMelo, basically, which is a child of Giddy. And now you have Dyson Daniels. He can do all the things that Giddy did. He has great size. He's a great rebounder for a guard, crafty finisher in and around the paint, and he's only 18 years old. That's that's great for this prospect, <laughs> you know, but he flashes, he has flashes of greatness. Sometimes he's a little too cool and collective for me, but that's just his game. He plays a pretty even kill, but he can shoot the three decent, uh, and he has been working on it. He's been shooting very well at the combine, but You know, we'll have to see if that is consistent or not. I mean, and when I say he's a great passer, he's just a tremendous passer. He played great in the Rising Stars game. I don't know if you remember that, but this season in the All-Star game, normally it's the rookie sophomore game. They put in some guys from the G League Ignite team. And when I was just watching out of the corner of my eye, I was like, this guy did something. This guy did something else. This guy, dang, this same guy is doing a bunch of stuff. Who is this guy? It was Dyson Daniels. He shined the brightest to me out of all the four guys. And I hadn't even heard of Dyson Daniels before. I heard of Marjan Beauchamp. I heard of Jaden Hardy, you know, but Dyson Daniels was the one that showed his boop off. And uh, so I said, I'm going to have to keep an eye on Dyson Daniels. And for good reason. I don't think anyone has him projected going this high in any mock that I've seen. But if you think about the Pelicans, they have Devontae Graham at the point. They have Kara Lewis at the point. I think they can bring in Dyson Daniels and have him as that point guard and have nothing to worry about. You know, with Devontae Graham, it seemed like they were trying to replace him all year. And, you know, imagine Dyson Daniels passing, making passes to Zion Williams, making passes to Brandon Ingram. I think he can lead this team even with, uh, you know, CJ McCollum, 
I think Dyson Daniels on this team will be a tremendous fit. You know, they had Lonzo Ball and they let him go. Dyson Daniels could be the next best thing or better. And, I mean, take the pick, Dyson Daniels. You heard it here first on the All Rookie Podcast. <laughs> and if you're liking this pod, you know, this is my, my draft lottery so far. <laughs> Rate, review, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. You know, help me out with all that because I'm giving you all the information. If you hate what I'm saying, put it in the comments. Hit me up on Twitter, at William is Bill. Because we are going to number nine right now. And that is the San Antonio Spurs. Now, hold on to your butts. I have a surprise for you. A guy you probably never heard of. But Jalen Williams. I have the Spurs taking Jalen Williams at pick nine. Now you're going to say, who is Jalen Williams? Is he good? What what Where is this coming from? He is the 6'10", power forward slash center from Arkansas. He scored 11 points, had 10 rebounds per game, 2.6 assists per game. And he um, is a 20-year-old sophomore from his freshman year, shot 30% from three, sophomore year, 24% from three. But listen to me. He's 6'10". He's a big man. That's not bad. He's a very versatile big man, passes like a point guard, great outlet, outlet passer, has tremendous vision, Always finding an open or cutting man, can finish in the paint, can dribble himself to the paint himself and dunk it. You don't see that that often with a big man. He looks like Jared Allen out there with his afro, but he doesn't play like Jared Allen. Uh, he can shoot the 20-foot jumper. Jared Allen, yeah. But he can even shoot the three. You know, he's perfect for today's NBA. He even shoots it with confidence. He's a great athlete. Not good, but great. Very good defensively, you know, with the switching and all. So he can stay with the guards. You know, his length helps him out as well. He played very well against Chet Holmgren and Mark Williams. So, you know, he will fit right in with the NBA. Uh, his best trade is probably passing, honestly. Who's to say he is the next Nikolai Jokic? Don't know. But he's a super talented big with potential to be great. You know, like I said, 20 years old. Uh, and he can't, he has not hit his ceiling. He could be better. This is a guy I think the Spurs could reach on, kind of like they did last year with Josh Primo. Everyone thought Josh Primo was a late first or second round pick. Everyone is kind of thinking the same about Jalen Williams right now. He's probably in the 20 or later range, but I think the Spurs are in the business of shocking people and going with guys they think will be great in a few years. So look out for Jalen Williams from Arkansas. That's a bit of my swing for the fences, but I think he would fit very well with the Spurs. And the Spurs don't need a point guard or shooting guard. And there's a lot of guys in this nine range that are that position. So will they take the best player, which they could, and be super redundant, which they already kind of were, or will they go for someone that could be great at a position they need? We will see, but I have the Spurs going Jalen Williams from Arkansas. I know you're going to say something about that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Debate me. Let's go. <laughs> no, for the 10th pick, I had the Washington Wizards on the clock. I wanted to have the Wizards draft Dyson Daniels so bad. You will not understand. Maybe you will. But <laughs> I just had the Pelicans sniping them. Now, that left the Wizards in a predicament. 
There's no point guard right here that I'm comfortable with taking this high. So do they reach? Do they take a guy just because he's good and he fits the position? Or do they take the best player on the board? I think the Wizards take the best player on the board. Look for that point guard in free agency, A.J. Griffin. And this is the best player on the board, according to (laughs) y'all. You know, GMs, Woj, all these people. He's not my best player left on the board. But I'm going to give them A.J. Griffin, the forward slash shooting guard from Duke. He's six foot six. Uh, I have him at 22 pounds. That's definitely not right. <laughs> He's probably 220 pounds. I don't remember. But that's funny that I have him at 22 pounds. But anyway, he averaged 10.4 points per game, four rebounds, one assist, a half a steal, a half a block. He shot 49% in, from his field goal percentage overall. And he's only 19 years old. That's what people love. Everything I've said so far is very, like, non-exciting. But he did shoot 45% from three. That's the wow. That's the, oh, my goodness. Um, That's why he's ranked so high. Because when I watched his tape, I was like, this is the guy everybody's talking about? He averaged 10 points per game. Like, what? (laughs) His game does not look like, you know, someone that should be going sixth or seventh in the in the draft but there's a lot of talk as how he came into the season injured he's more athletic than his team let him show we will see about that I can only judge the tape from the tape I see he's a really good shooter like you like you 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 just heard 45 percent from three you could say great shooter he has a nice handle nice step back he's a very smooth player he's a pure shooter I mean, he kind of looked Buddy Heald-like out there to me. Um, he should be like a standard good shooting guard that could start on any team. Uh, you know, may, maybe a little Harrison Barnes in this game. But he has a really nice touch. His shot release is a little slow, but it shouldn't be a problem. But his, his game is really nice and easy. You know, can shoot the fadeaway really nice. Um, he's a ready-now player. And, you know, it's all about his shot, like I said. Can he create his own shot is another question. But if he can't, he still will be very important, vital to NBA teams that need shooting. And there's a lot of them out there. So you will be able to play in the league 15 years if you can shoot the three. And, I mean, look at Danny Green. He hasn't been really the Danny Green that deserved. Never mind. I'm not going to get into Danny Green's pockets. But (laughs) the fact that they know he can shoot has kept him in the league for a long time. Adrian Griffin will be in that same boat. And if he can do more, if he can show more athleticism, look out. I heard somebody say, no, no, I'm not even going to throw that out there. But (laughs) I'm interested to see him not on Duke. I think he could be better. He definitely will be better in the NBA than he was in college. Now, next pick in the draft, uh, one of the most insane fan, fan bases that there is out there. You know, whenever the Knicks are on the clock, the crowd's going crazy in anticipation to go crazy or boo like crazy. <laughs> but I have them taking Malachi Branham, the 6'5 shooting guard from Ohio State. And let me tell you something, man. This is one of my top players that I have ranked. Let me see where I have Malachi Branham ranked. I have him ranked, of course. I got to scroll, okay? I'm almost there. Six. He's my sixth best player. So if you're not familiar, 
You're getting a steal here. 6'5", shooting guard, Ohio State, averaged 14 points, 3.6 boards, two assists, 0.7 steals per game. He's 19 years old. He's a freshman, and he shot 41% from three. Now, he was a Big Ten freshman of the year, 50% field goal percentage. In my opinion, he's the perfect shooting guard. He has a tremendous shot, can drive, pull up, spot up, hit every shot on the court. He's deadly from three. He definitely could be a starting two guard in the league. He's very polished and smooth. Looks like a young Ray Allen. Did you hear that? Ray Allen. Not old Ray Allen. A young Ray Allen. If you don't know a young Ray Allen, because some of you guys listening may be younger. I'm young too, but I know Ray Allen, all right? <laughs> um, I'm not really young, but I'm, you know, I look a little young. But he doesn't have Ray Allen's form, but he's still a great shooter. I mean... Even though he was freshman of the year, you can tell he was coached very well. He's a very intelligent player, very clever, under and around in the paint. He has great moves to get his shot off and great cuts off screen to get open. A little Brad Beal in this game also can finish with the left hand. That impresses me when you finish with the left hand. A lot of these guys, you can tell who's a great basketball player if they finish with the left hand when they're right-handed. A lot of them, they'll be on the left side and still shoot it with the right hand. That's not what you're supposed to do. That means they're not confident in their left hand. But that's just one of my things. You know, As a, I play basketball, so I, I recognize that. But he can finish with the left hand also. That's just a bonus. And he threw down a nasty jam on Michigan State. You're going to have to Google that. Malachi Branham's dunk against Michigan State. Like, wow. Uh, it's going <laughs> to... Uh, Andrew Wiggins had one of those tonight on Luka Doncic. Google that one, too. Uh, but Malachi Branham, definitely one of my favorite players in this draft. I was so excited watching this tape. I was like, well, wow. And this is not a guy you're hearing a ton about. You're hearing A.J. Griffin. You know, you're hearing Shaden Sharp. You're hearing, you know, Keegan Murray. As far as fifth picking on, uh, Malachi Branham is a stud. And so the Knicks will be super lucky to get him, in my opinion. And he could start right away with R.J. Barrett, in my opinion. But we'll see if they force it and try to get a point guard or if they stick with Emmanuel quickly. For the 12th pick in the draft, we get to the end. It's only 14 picks, remember? But I might throw that 15th in there. The Thunder, I have them taking Tari Eason, the 6'8 forward from LSU. He averaged 17 points, 6.6 rebounds, one assist two steals, and one block per game. You know, he's a 21-year-old sophomore. Now, he shot 24% from three as a freshman. You're like, "Mm, that's nothing. Why even mention that? But he shot 36% from three as a sophomore. That's incredible for a 6'8 forward. You know, he was an SEC six-man of the year. Very aggressive player on offense and defense. He can bring the ball all the way up the court. He can take his man off the dribble. He can play in the paint or the perimeter. He has a nice three-point shot as well. Like I said, 36%. You know, he looks really good, like a pro out there playing in college. He has a nice handle for his size, strong, but also has a nice touch. He loves that little up and under finger roll in the paint. He's not really polished. So, I mean, who is? Except Malachi Branham. (laughs) But he gets everything done. It's Tari Easton I'm talking about from LSU. He draws fouls very well. He's a good rebounder. Can play the three or the four. These are the positions that the Thunder need. You know, they drafted Chet at two in my mock. Have him now filling that other position. 
at three of the four, Batari Eason. Uh, you know, he just needs to work on his post moves a little bit more, but I think he is the best option for them left on the table. And if, you know, they had not taken, if I did not have the Spurs taken Jalen Williams, maybe they would have considered him here. But Tari Eason, I mean, he's he's thought of as a better prospect. But, you know, we'll see. You know, the Thunder like to swing for the fences. This is not a swing for the fences pick. This is a guaranteed good player. So we'll see what they do. With the 13th pick in the draft, I have the Charlotte Hornets. You know, this is my hometown team, so I can't mess this up. <laughs> They're very talented guys, still left on the board. One I have going to 14 that I would love to have on the Hornets, but the Hornets are loaded at point guard. Well, you know, as a starter, loaded at shooting guard. You have a small forward, have a power forward, do not have a center at all. So I have the Hornets taking Mark Williams. This is a little bit of by need, but it's also one of the best players left on the board. So I think this is a scenario where you do take the center. I've seen a lot of guys playing mind tricks saying you can take the best player at 13 and still get that center at 15 because the Cavs aren't taking the center at 14. And that's a solid plan, but someone can make a trade up to the Cavs if you playing around. If you have a guy, you go ahead and get him. And that guy should be Mark Williams. I, I didn't misspeak. I did not say Jalen Duran. I have Mark Williams as a better prospect than Jalen Duran. That's why I have him going to the Hornets. And this is not a hometown thing as in drafting Duke player either. He's just a really good center. <laughs> he averaged 11 points, 7.4 rebounds, one assist, a half a steal, and three blocks per game. You got to love that. He's a 20-year-old sophomore. He was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. He's a really aggressive big. He's a strong finisher at the rim, but he also has a nice touch, especially on those tip-ins. He's a great shot blocker. I mean, truly outstanding shot blocker. I love his ability to run the floor. He's not slow at all, which is great. When you see a seven-footer that's 240, you expect a big man to be slower, but he's not. He's a great pick-and-roll player. He can back down and get exactly where he wants to be under and around the paint. Great putback dunker on rebounds, block shots with authority. You know, he kind of looks like <laughs> you've seen those videos where NBA players are at their camp and they're letting the little kids shoot. And then, well, they think they're letting them shoot. And they shoot it and the NBA player blocks their shot. That's what Mark Williams was doing to guys in college. He made them look like kids out there as he blocked their shots so aggressively at times. You know, he has a super long extension. He can even block uh, three-pointers from pretty far away. And the reports are that I've seen he has a seven-foot-seven wingspan. That's ridiculous. He's already seven-foot tall. That wingspan is seven-foot-seven. His standing height, I believe, was nine feet, nine inches with his hands up. Like, what? Who's going down him down there? He pretty much always gets in his spot and in the right position to score. You know, that's coaching from Coach Kane. And he's a good free throw shooter. That's rare from a center as well. I mean, what's the negatives about this guy? He's a perfect center. And he's very good defensively. He can create his own shot in the NBA. Can he create his own shot in the NBA? If he can, he will be next level great. If he can't, he will be really good. 
So either way, this, the Hornets are getting a great prospect here and a better fit for center. You know, Kai Jones is really small and skinny, and he might could fit in at the four. But I think Mark Williams, I think the Hornets have finally found a center for their team with Mark Williams from Duke. How you love that? Uh, or hate it. Let me know. <laughs> but for my last pick in the lottery, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers selected Johnny Davis, a 6'5 shooting guard. He could play a little point guard from Wisconsin. He averaged 20 points per game. 20. There's only one other player that I've mentioned that's averaged over 20, and we're at pick 14. That's ridiculous, right? Eight rebounds. What? He's 6'5, 20 points, eight rebounds, two assists, one steal, one a steal, and 0.7 blocks per game. He's a 20 year old sophomore. Shot 39% from three as a freshman. That dipped down to 30% as a sophomore. If not, he would be higher than this. If that was reversed, that probably would change a lot of things, and it shouldn't. Um, you know, I have him on my big board ranked a lot higher than 14. Let me see where I have Johnny Davis. I have him 10th on my big board, uh, but I have him going 14th here because of positional needs. So, if you don't know Johnny Davis, he has a great feel from the game. He's extremely talented, really good and tough defender, which is great. Normally on guards, they have the offense on lock, but the defense, eh, he's a really good and tough defender. He's very scrappy on defense, physical and aggressive. Great three-point shooter, you know, because I think he's probably somewhere in the middle between there, maybe 36%. We will see. He didn't play a third year, so we'll see what he does in the NBA. But uh, he was a Big Ten player of the year. Uh, he has great hands, especially for steals. He's a pesky defender, can get his own shot in multiple ways. He had to pull up three, spot up three, drive to the rack. I don't see anything super special, which makes me have him 10, because he's kind of slow and methodical with his moves, but it's effective. Uh, he just does everything well. He has a pull-up J. His fadeaway is nice. Every now and then, he has that speed of burst to get to the rim. Burst of speed to get to the rim. He's a clutch player, and he's always up for the challenge. You know, he got the better of Jaden Ivey when they went head-to-head. And if you want to say what he can do to be a little better, just passing. He's more of an offensive threat to where he just wants to get his own. Uh, So just pass the ball a little bit more. Be a little less selfish. Like I said, two assists per game. But when you're on a team in college, it's different than how you're going to play on a team in the NBA. So that that's something that can easily be fixed. That's not like a character flaw that dooms you forever. So that's my one through 14. Do you want to hear 15 real quick? Let's go ahead and do 15 real quick. But the pick 15, the Hornets are back on the clock. If you hate that I'm doing 15 right now, you just want to, you're one through 14. Like this video and comment about it, and I'll get back to you. <laughs> but um, no, I have the Hornets taking Kendall Brown. He is not my 15th ranked player. But like I said, it's a lot of smaller guards, and the Hornets don't need a smaller guard. So I'm going with Kendall Brown, the 684 from Baylor. He only averaged 10 points per game, five rebounds, two assists, one steal, 0.4 blocks. But he's 19-year-old, shot 34% from three. Now, for me, he has great size for what he does. He's super athletic. 
I mean, I'm telling you, he's one of the best dunkers in this draft. Uh, and you already know they have Miles Bridges. So adding Kendall Brown, that's just going to be fun. And if Miles Bridges, if they don't sign him to a contract extension, Kendall Brown could eventually slide into his spot and maybe do some things at that position. <laughs> we'll see. But he can, uh, you know, he's super athletic. Like I said, he can hit spot up three. He's a tall, bit of an unorthodox player. But he's always cutting to the rim, normally getting to the right spot, right spot all the time, catches a ton of easy baskets and lobs. He has a good handle, but not great. But he can go coast to coast with it. He's a great dunker, like I said, can do just about everything. But he's probably still growing into his body, and he's a little bit more developing. But this is what players love to do. This is what teams love to do, have a player like this who they think is still elevating his game. Most teams don't want to draft, especially in the lottery area, a guy that is what he is. They want a guy that he's good. I want to make him great, or I can see that he will be great. And I think they can do that with Kendall Brown. He could be very good. Um, for right now, he play, kind of plays like a young Channing Fry, who is a tremendous three-point shooter, big man, um, but you know he's more athletic. But And he's also a good defensive player. But I think Kendall Brown will fit well with this team because after they take Mark Williams, they don't really have any needs anymore. You could say power forward, but they don't really have any needs. They're going to use Kai Jones. They have JT Thor. I mean, they have a lot of young guys and talent behind P.J. Washington. And, you know, like I said, Miles Bridges. They have um, Gordon Hayward. This team is loaded. So this is a backup player. Um, that you're drafting to see if his ceiling will reach a potential. Like if you get rid of Gordon Hayward, if you get rid of Miles Bridges, can you do so? Is Kendall Brand the next guy? That's what I think. Um, they also could trade this pick because, like I said, this is a depth pick. You could draft a backup point guard. I don't like – I don't really love anyone right here. So I just stuck Kendall Brown in there, and we will see what happens. So – that is my 2022-2023 mock draft from the All Rookie Podcast. Um, let me go over them one more time. If you had to get out of the car, if you had to, you know, take a call, listen to a song, you just lost track. You don't even know how you got to where you are right now because you've just been listening, fascinated. Here's my 1 through 15 once again from the All Rookie Podcast. I have the magic going with Jabari Smith. The Thunder, Chet Holmgren. The Rockets, Paolo Banquero. The Kings, Jaden Ivey. At five, the Pistons, Shaden Sharp. At six, the Pacers, Keegan Murray. At seven, the Blazers, Benedict Matherin. At eight, the Pelicans, Dyson Daniels. At nine, the Spurs, Jalen Williams from Arkansas. At 10, the Wizards, A.J. Griffin. At 11, the Knicks, Malachi Branham. At 12, the Thunder, Tari Eason. At 13, the Hornets, Mark Williams. At 14, the Cavs, Johnny Davis. And at 15, the bonus, the Hornets with Kendall Brown. That was kind of like a rhyme I did there. That was nice, right? But no, <laughs> let me know what you think about my mock lottery. This is lottery 1.0, mock lottery 1.0. Um, you know, some things may change with the combine results, uh, news and notes that we get, that we pick up. There are some guys that may um, 
you know, they're opting, they have an option if they want to return to college or stay in the league. That won't really affect this one through 15, but it will affect other players in the draft. So we at the All Rookie Podcast, me at the All Rookie Podcast, I'm the host, producer, all that. But <laughs> William S. Bill on Twitter. We'll be back with more. I'll do part two of this to finish out 16 through 30. Because if I didn't get to your team, you want to know who you're picking. You want to know if you're a Warriors fan. You know, if you're a Rockets fan, what's my second pick? You know, it's other teams that we haven't gotten to. The Mavs, y'all need help right now. Y'all need help. So we'll get to them later. Um, thank you all for listening. Like, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. And I'm out of here. Until next time, peace.